episode 287 on Monday the 12th of May 2014. I am your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug and welcome dun, 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 to the news. Where the dun, 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 that came from, but hey, anyway, the news. The relaunched Jabberwocky seems to have been very, very well received. You guys seem to really be enjoying it. Um, and uh, thank you for the feedback. If you haven't tried it, I I insist that you go try it. It's uh, it's really good and it's uh, I'm really pleased with that one as a, as a guest, guest blend one. Um, Going to be doing some recording at one of our guys that has that as their coffee, um, hopefully before the end of the month. Um, yeah, I haven't been very well organised. I've been here, there and everywhere. But... Um, after our wonderful Tanzania natural project that we had on In My Mug a few weeks back, we now have a Burundi natural um, and some unusual results as well. Not what I expected, very different to the Tanzania. It's probably going to be an In My Mug in the future, uh, but if you can't wait, um, you should definitely go and, uh, and try that. And um, Don Mayo is back. Uh, we have La Loma, uh, we're also going to be seeing uh, another lot coming from there really soon um, but I also reckon both of them will probably be in my mugs in the future um, but again if you can't wait you should go try them and that was the news um, so today we're going to be focusing on uh, and the focus on it's a little bit different. So while I was at Limoncillo in January this year, um, and Limoncillo is this week's coffee, uh, I took a little bit of video at the mill uh, where they processed the coffee that you're going to be drinking. Um, and Erwin takes us through a little bit of uh, what he, what they do and how, it, how it's processed. It's not the greatest in, instructional video, but uh, I think it'd be a good little focus on. So roll the tea. separate 
Um, do you add water to the fermentation tank? No. No, so just the water that's carried it here. Yeah. Um, and here, and you can tell that fermentation tank over there, we, you know, the water drains out. You do this so the water drains from the coffee helps dry it more. Right. And how long would he sit in the fermentation tank for? I mean, this one was uh, done yesterday, uh, so almost, almost a day and a half. And how do you know which lots are which? Do they get assigned numbers or? Yeah, no, they, 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 I mean, he knows, he has a little book and he keeps everything separate. By tablon and by varietal. And that was this week's Focus On. I kinda hope you enjoyed that. It's a little bit different. I thought it was worth sharing. And uh, if you wanna know more about Wash, we do have a Wash video uh, link coming up on the screen. So, as we've just said, it's Limoncillo uh, and it's the Wash Katura. Uh, we first bought this coffee back in 2007 uh, in a buying group from the Cup of Excellence. Um, the first time I cooked it, I just fell in love with it. Uh, it was just one I had to have. Um, I only found it after the auction had closed, but it's actually from the only family I know in Nicaragua, uh, the Maresh family. Um, it was just one of those weird coincidences, but I think it was kind of meant to be. Um, and they've become very, very, very good friends. Uh, the following year, I got to visit the farm with uh, some importers who are based in the UK uh, and spent the whole trip asking them if they would bring it in. And it's not what they normally do. They like to find the coffee themselves normally, but they kindly did give in to my pestering um, and brought in this coffee. And that worked well for a couple of years. Uh, but then we received notice uh, a couple of years ago that they decided, the importers decided they didn't want to work with Irwin anymore. Um, there was a breakdown in communication and, 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 and it didn't really work out. But this was just with a few weeks until the coffee was meant to be shipped. Um, and we really hadn't moved a lot of coffee at that point and I certainly hadn't got the money to finance it. But we managed to get that money together, um, pulled all the strings together, as you do, excuse me. <coughs> very chesty um, and we managed to, we managed to move that coffee which was excellent um, so the farm the farm is located in Matagalpa um, it's uh, 171 hectares which is huge um, it's a beautiful location it has nine waterfalls within the farm uh, and if you go back and watch uh, in my mug again coming up on the screen uh, here uh, from a few, while I was there I actually filmed uh, in front of one of the biggest waterfalls which is uh, very close to the farm buildings that you'll see in the map bit um, the Maresh family who own it are super well known for their experimentational approach to farming so that's with varietals uh, but also with processing um, those who've tried the funky coffees know how weird some of the coffees can be um, the fact that we know them so well and I've spent, I've visited the farm so many times now uh, kind of lets me drill down into lots of the nitty gritty bits of this farm um, so for instance they pay their staff 30% more than the minimum wage um, because they feel it's a good thing to do <coughs> you can just see while the family are driving around the country uh, and, and how uh, well liked and, and, and they are um, they provide uh, 63 houses um, on the farm for the workers. They provide free electricity and running water. Uh, the electricity is actually provided from the waterfalls, from a hydroelectric plant that they've built on the farm. 
um, free daycare for children, uh, free healthcare for every, for everybody, uh, free education, not just for the children, but also for uh, the adults, so they can improve their literacy uh, and numeracy, uh, but also so they can expand themselves they have like basket weaving and pottery um you know like really interesting approach to running a farm you know looking after everything within it um, the numbers so the farm is called Limoncillo it's owned by the Maresh family uh, region is Matagalpa it's 171 hectares as I've already said um, coffee growing area is around about 110 hectares um, has an altitude of approximately 1200 meters <coughs> This varietal is Katura. They have many other varietals on the farm, many other that we will be seeing on in my mug in the coming coming weeks and months. Um, this is a fully washed, uh, sun-dried uh, coffee, um, and it is delicious. Um, so we should go and see what Roland has to say um, in his daft fact of the week. is the largest country in Central America, but it's also the poorest. In fact, it's the second poorest nation in the Northern Hemisphere. I've got a feeling he's used that one in the past. I don't think he's used the largest one, but I think he's talked about it being the poorest before. Um, it is an incredibly poor country, uh, somewhere that was ravaged with civil war for a very long time and actually was one of the last standing socialist governments. Um, very, very, you know, strange country. Incredibly safe though. Um, it's also reported to be the safest country in Central America. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a real strange country. Um, I love it. I love visiting there. It's also the first country I ever visited, producing coffee producing country I ever visited. So uh, it's, it's pretty special to me for that as well. Anyway, we should go and do the wonderful, funky, amazing, stunning, brilliant, super duper map bit. week's wonderful wonderful map bit where we've got a little bit of extra information because we're going to be using Limoncillo a few times I think so thought we'd make this one a little bit more in depth um, we're going across the Atlantic and we're going to the wonderful country of Nicaragua uh, you see just above it you've got Honduras above there Guatemala just below it Costa Rica and Panama and uh, let's get down into Nicaragua. Um, you see Managua there on the star, that's the capital city. Um, and here's our little silly fact about Nicaragua. There are no street names in Nicaragua address system. Addresses are given by using reference points or landmarks. So uh, quite difficult to send a letter, I guess. Um, let's get down to the farm. And all of what you can see there is the farm. There is a lot of tree coverage there, though. Um, highest point of Nicaragua is the Mogaton Mountain at 2,438 meters above sea level and the lowest point of course is the pacific ocean which is at no because it's sea level duh um right so the land area of nicaragua it's very kind of quite big country for central america uh, 120 square kilometers 120,000 square kilometers even 120 square kilometers won't be very big um and the land use a lot of it is used for uh for crops and for uh cattle so you've got arable 15 percent uh permanent crops 1.94 percent and other 82 percent which is stuff like cities forests uh all sorts of wonderful things like that so this is at the top of the 
mountain looking down the valley. Uh, where the pinpoint is, is actually the farm buildings. Let's see if we can kind of get into those farm buildings. And uh, let's just highlight those as well. So let's put a little line around them. So that's the main farm buildings. Just to the right of that, um, you've actually got the waterfall, one of the one of seven waterfalls on the farm. But um, the tree coverage just means you can't actually see them. Um, and that was the slightly longer but slightly more interesting map bit. So we're going to be using that map bit a few times, uh, so we thought we'd spend a little bit longer on it this week. Uh, we've put a little bit more energy into it, which is, uh, uh, hopefully you can see that in there. Um, got some really good angles and kind of uh, knowing the farm so well really helps. Okay, so I'm going to wrap you on pause for quite a while because I'm waiting for somebody to arrive. I've got a special guest coming to join me here. Um, not a coffee guest, a beer guest. So uh, I'm going to be back with you in just a moment. Okay, and I'm back, and before I talk to Simon, wave to the nice people, Simon, um, I am going to give you the espresso so we drink it while it's yep. warm. So, Simon is head brewer? Yep. Yeah, head brewer of Anarchy Bruco. Um, but we'll talk more about that once we've done these, so. So, I love this coffee. As I said to you at the, the first part of this video, I love this coffee so much because it's just sweet. Don't you get that sweetness coming through? Very sweet. My descriptor for this one is toffee apple. So you get a beautiful caramel, it's a sweet, but also there's a little bit of a, like an acidity under there. And the espresso for me is the best place for this coffee. I, I really do love it. Mm. Now that's, uh, that's good for me. So, um, I'm gonna jog you along and swap your cups. Sure. Have it in, we'll, we'll also do it in milk. So Simon, tell us a little bit about Anarchy, because we we first spoke oh, what, 12, 18 months ago? Yes. Um, uh, how big's your bottling plan, first of all? Yeah, sorry, your brew plant at the moment. Uh, we're 10 barrel brew plant, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, 1,600 litres, potential yield yeah. from the equipment. Um, we're in a really small, uh, Farm building. If you're ever up Morpeth Way, it's definitely worth visiting. There's a beautiful bar there as well. I, I love the whole kind of clubhouse feel at the front. Yeah. Um. Uh, really cool. Really cool feel. So it's there. quite. It's 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 quite rustic. Um. Obviously, with modern equipment in it. Yeah. Um. And a model of a a plant for me, like it was almost like it not been used. Like you can tell that everything is like cleaned down so well there, and it just very stainless very shiny very clean looking everything's organized it's kind of like very envious of it it's uh, it's it's a, it's a really beautiful setup so um tell us about the beers the kind of beers that you brew what what how would you describe yourself as a brewery uh well because we're, we're we're brewing on 10 barrels we've got uh, great flexibility with regards to uh, our production uh we do have a, a bread and butter beer, which is our blonde beer, but yep. um, I would say uh, 50 to 60 percent of the other beers that we manufacture or produce are uh, uh, speci specialist beers. So, I mean, a very craft craft style to what you're doing, isn't it? You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. You kind of, you know, you, you, you think about the beers that you're doing, they're kind of, you know, the play, you see in places where they're a little bit more expensive, they're a little yeah. bit more hand, uh, hand brewed. Um, we got to know each other because we do the the 
supply the coffee for the uh, for the sublime chaos which is um it's a stout coffee stout without it being overpoweringly coffee it's actually sits really nicely and you won awards for that as well we do we've won a gold award for that a national gold award and we're now it's now the beer's now in the the uh, great british beer festival fantastic uh, later in the year down it's down in london and when's that when 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 about i believe that's um august August time. Fantastic. So that that's another award that can potentially. It's got potential, yeah, to be the best beer in Britain. Wow. But who knows? Wow. Well, it's I mean it's a stunning beer, and for for a small brewery to be able to get kind of get to that yeah. stage, I guess that's a, that's a big deal. It's it's unreal. <laughs> it's, it's very special. Yeah. yeah. So the coffee that we use uh, using there has been the Ethiopian has yes. for a while, which um, we're waiting for the new to arrive soon. Um, but yeah, it's it's worked really well, and it's been it's been a great great collaboration. Um, what do you think to it in milk? Uh, I prefer prefer espresso. The espresso yeah. was a lot more, yeah. wasn't it? Um, we shall try it. I think it takes a, it, uh, There we go. I won't give you. I won't give you. Uh, I was getting a lot of citrus. Yes, no, I, 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 for me, I kind of get the, the, there is an acidity in there, yeah. and it's, but it, for me, I kind of get that green apple kind of like tartaric uh, kind of like tang to it, which is Tom's really delicious. Lemon, uh, lemon zest. I really like the caramel as well, though, because it's sweetness kind of combined with it. It's not a one trick pony. It's, mm. yeah. And we've been talking about this this afternoon is like the similarities between craft beer and between coffee. I think there's lots of crossovers, isn't there? Um, we were talking earlier about hop production and yeah. like how it'd be really interesting to find some artisan hop growers that are yeah. doing interesting stuff. So uh, yeah, I've got my, my Sunderland one because he's a Newcastle fan. Uh, <laughs> I'll let him off. Um, not bad for a Geordie. Um, so t t tell us about some of the other beers you do. So yeah, you've, got, um, you've got you've got the Quiet Riot. Yeah, we've got the Quiet Riot. That's one a, of my favourite beers. It's a, a South Pacific IPA. It's um, it's all about the the Australian and uh, New Zealand hops. Yeah. In that particular beer, uh, we've got a product a, a, a beer called uh, Warhead. It's a hundred minute IPA. Which I've not tried yet, and I'm going to have to. That's a it's bit of a hop monster. It's uh, continuously hopped for a hundred minutes. It's it was to it was to celebrate our one hundredth brew. Um, so we, hence the hundred minute nice. IPA, uh, and it's it's ten percent ABV. Nice, nice. We only brew it once every quarter, so there's not a not a lot about. Um, and I think the one that I find most interesting from what you do is the lager. Yeah, the Anagi Lager. Yeah, so Lager, like, yeah. you don't find many craft brewers being able to to make a good Lager, no. but I think you pretty much, that was one of your first beers was, that you, yeah. you yeah. put out there, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, um, you should definitely go and try 80s beers anyway, they are amazing. Um, yeah, we're, we're big fans, it's, uh, it's been really cool to have you down here today, so thanks Just for coming. Uh, I went up there about 12 months ago and, and spent a Saturday afternoon up there and Simon's been threatening to come down ever since so it's uh, it's really good that we're able to do it so what do you think of it in the brood? Uh, again I think I prefer yeah. uh, number one yeah I think the espresso was yeah. uh, was a lot more powerful um, the, the espresso was perfect It's it really was my bag this I think you see more of that green apple than Definitely. you do in the others. It's yeah. much more prevalent um, in the brood, and that caramel has kind of died down a little bit as well. Yeah, I think I like the in the in your face uh, 
flavour of, yep. of number one. Yes, yeah. Definitely. No, I think the espresso really transposes those flavours well. It yeah. kind of really puts them across um, super Everything's well. highlighted more. In the, it's a magnifying yeah. glass. You know, for me, espresso is about, it magnifies the flavours. It gives you a real Definitely. kind of insight into to what's in the bean. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed us having it. We haven't had a guest on for ages. It's really cool that I've actually got to get somebody to come on. So um, thank you very much. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee and bad beer. Cheers. (laughs)